0: I started. It's amazing how God weaves it together, amen? And uh, I started off the service uh, saying this, and I made a bold proclamation in this place today. Uh, How many of you guys need a healing in your body? Raise your hands towards heaven. I can feel it with all my heart this morning, and even as I was preparing. Miracles are in this house for you today, okay? How many need to work on their mind because their mind's just been getting the best of them? Miracles are in this house today. What about your heart? Your heart's just uh, been broken, shattered, uncertain. Anyone? I love your transparency and your honesty before the Lord today. His eyes are upon the scene and he sees everything. Even us that w- we try to hide things inside of ourselves, try to keep it from him, he still sees past it. And he absolutely knows every single detail about your life. He knows about every struggle, every pain every tear. Your tears are precious to him, okay? And I know a lot of us in these days, we shed a lot of tears. And I want you to know that the Lord bottles them up, and they're treasures to him, okay? They're treasures to him, and he doesn't let one tear fall to the ground without paying attention to it. This morning, a bold proclamation, there's healing in this place. There's miracles going to happen in this place, okay? Put up my title note the title of my uh, my confession this morning is this: Hold fast to that which is good. Hold fast to them them things that are good. I looked up the what hold fast means to and go to put the definition of hold fast. Hold fast means to remain tightly secured in, remain tightly secured in, or continue to believe in the Bi- the promises in the Bible are yours to for your for you, for us, to keep and to hold on to, to remain tightly secured in, okay? Pastor gave a a promise that he holds on to that him and his household, him and his family will be saved. That's a promise that God has given us, okay? That's a promise. Um, He says, by his stripes, we are healed. That's a promise that he's given us. He's not a man that he should lie He's God Almighty who's more faithful than you will ever know. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to me. He's faithful to his children. Amen? Hold fast means to remain tightly secured. And maybe you haven't seen it yet. Maybe you've been holding on to a promise for a long time. And what God does in that is he works it out in our patience. Because I'm being honest with you. not A lot of us aren't very patient. We want our cheeseburger and we want it now. Right? And we don't want the onion and no pickles. And if you put it on there, I'm going to get angry if you have onion and pickles on that. Right? Or continue to believe in. Or who you believe in. Okay? You could believe in God Almighty. You could believe in the Lord who went to the cross for you. You could believe in Him. So I'm going to read a passage of Scripture. Go ahead and put the Scripture up. 1 Thessalonians 5.16-22 through 22 says this. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. You thank God that healing's coming your way this morning. You thank God that the freedom from mental mental bondages are coming your way this morning. You thank God that a broken heart could be healed and restored this morning. You thank God right now before service even starts, before pastor even says a word that the miracle's already happening in this place. Okay? Raise your hands towards heaven. Give God the glory. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench. Don't have doubts right now that the miracle ain't coming your way. Don't stop the miracle from coming because you're doubting Him right now. You get them doubts, you cast them down, and you're like, God, I'm receiving that in the name of Jesus today. It says, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Right now, He's going over the sanctuary, and He's already doing the work. You can't feel it. You can't see it, but it's happening right now in your health. It's happening right now in your mind. It's happening right now in your heart. There's miracles in this house today and they're meant for you and they're meant for me and they're meant for this church body. It says do not scorn or reject the gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. I'm speaking that over the congregation today. There's things that we need from Him this morning. There's things that we've been desiring from Him that only He could give. No man could give it. Only God Almighty could give it. Only the blood of Jesus could heal. Only the calling out on the name of Jesus could restore things and do things in you and me that need to happen this morning. Can you receive that? It says this, Hold firmly to that which is good. My God is good. He's good. He's good abstain from every form of evil you withdraw from you withdraw from it and you keep away from it can i get an amen i'm going to show you the first picture put up the first picture raise your hands if god has been good to you put your hands to the sky if god has been good to you every one of us give god the glory that he deserves right now close your eyes and focus on him Close your eyes and focus on him. Raise your hands. Come on. If you felt he hasn't been good to you, I want you to believe in that right now. Okay, God, you haven't been good to me for a while. I haven't felt your goodness. But raise your hands towards heaven and receive it right now because he's about to be good in your life this morning. The second one is this. Stop resisting him. Stop resisting him. Stop having that doubt. Stop having that unbelief that it can't happen for you. Because this morning, it's gonna happen for you. Bold, pro, bold proclamation that I'm saying. And it's, it takes a bold God to help me follow through on that. Raise your hands towards heaven and let's say this over our lives. Together as a family, Heavenly Father, I thank you for speaking clearly to me about my life. I confess that there have been many times when I've been tempted out of weakness and weariness to let go of your prophetic utterances over my life. Today, I'm encouraged to wrap my arms around those promises you made to me and to not let them go until I see their fulfillment. With the help of your spirit, I will prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Raise your hands towards heaven. Close your eyes. Raise your hands towards heaven. Get your mind off of what's going on up here. Get your your eyes and your mind and your heart on God this morning. Father, it's all about you this morning. As I did in the first service, I said it in the second service. I'm making a bold proclamation, Father, of the things that you can and will do this morning. There's healing that needs to take place in this this house. There's, There's freedom from bondages and minds that need to take place in this house. There's marriages that need to be healed in this house. There's there's broken hearts that need to be recovered and restored in this house, Father. So today, this is all about you. This service is all about you. Our minds and our hearts and our souls are focused on you, God. We're looking to you this morning, God. Thank you for your goodness towards us. We know we can trust in you, and we know we can believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. This is going to be an incredible service. Take a moment, walk around, and greet each other, and let's come back and worship.
2: It's nice to look back occasionally and to remind ourselves what God has set us free from. And I want you to look back and think about what God has set you free from. um, Because there's some hideous, dark, strongholds, things that God has really set us free from. And I don't want anyone to meditate or stay in that place, but it helps us as we worship God. Because there's people in this place today that need to be set free. And there are those of us who have been set free and God is continually setting us free and you think about those chains the enemy wants us to be chained he wants us to be bound up in our worship in our love in our connection with each other don't let the enemy um, let let him chain you up when God has set us free and where his presence is where his spirit is there's freedom there's liberty so one more time just give the Lord a praise offering and let's worship the Lord and the freedom that we have
3: How sweet the sound that sings Shine the God who will be here below will be forever. Lift your hands and sing, church. My chains are. Yeah. yeah.
2: amazing grace give him a praise offering church thank you jesus amen amen you may be seated you may be seated. praise the lord amen come on go ahead give him a praise offering god is so good god is so good Love worshiping together in God's house. It's a blessing to be here in church. How many of you guys woke up on the right side of the dirt today? Some of you are not sure. You don't even understand the question. I'll say it again. How many of you guys woke up on the right side of the dirt? Some of you guys are like, I don't know. I kind of feel... The jury's still out. We're figuring it out today, but it's good. It's good. Sometimes we just go through things in life and it's hard, but what a great crowd, you know, here we are in the middle of summer and we know people are camping and up in the mountains and enjoying their their time together as family and yet people still come to church and we're so grateful you guys are here. You didn't have to come today, but you're here and we're grateful you're here. Tell someone that you're glad to see him today in God's house. Come on. Amen. Amen. My name is Pastor Jake. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And it's going to, it's it's our time of worship as we continue to worship. We're going to give to the Lord. And I don't know, we always talk about being a parent or a grandparent. We always sound like broken records by a show of hands. Do you ever have to tell your kids something more than once by a show of hands? That's the first time I saw some of you guys raise your hand in church all morning. That was good. You're like, yes, all over and over and over. Kids, grandkids. Uncles and aunts, you tell your nieces and nephews, it's all the same. You're always telling your kids. And this is so funny because yesterday we were at the house and uh, I heard Jill from the kitchen with her mom voice. And all moms have a mom voice. And she yells upstairs. She says, Evan, did you take the trash out? And then Evan yells from upstairs. And I'm in the bedroom. I can hear it all. I think our neighbors could hear it all too. Evan yells, yeah. And then Jill said, Evan. Evan. Did you take the trash out? And I'm just listening to all this. I haven't chimed in yet. And then he sounds extra harsh. I said, yes. I said, hey, don't yell at your mom like that. And then Jill's like, did you take the trash out? And he's like, he comes to the edge of of the banister. And he's like, I took the trash out. And Jill said, well, that's funny because I'm looking at it right now. And Evan was so confused, Celeste, because he had actually taken the trash out of the bins, but he had set it down and put new trash bags in, which is a miracle in and of itself. I mean, we, we got we to gotta fight our battles as parents, so we should rejoice over that. But he had forgotten to take the trash all the way out to the trash cans. So they're sitting in there, and Jill's like, we have different definitions of taking the trash out. He had taken the trash out of the bins, but forgot to take it all the way outside. And he comes down and he looks at it totally shocked, like, oh yeah. I didn't take it all the way out, but I technically took it out of the bins, but not all the way out. Yeah, we had a good laugh about it. And God is always speaking to my heart because we're that's our kids, that's our grandkids, that's our but we're we're children of God and we have some of the same. Same issues with the Lord. How many guys know what I'm talking about? We feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but sometimes I wonder if God looks down and says, you're missing it, Jake, you're missing. You, you- what, God, I did it, I did it. And I want to share a, a statistic with you right now as we're in our time where we're worshiping and giving to the Lord. Look at this statistic. Go ahead, put it up, guys. It says this, 17% of Americans say that they tithe regularly, but 3 to 5% of Americans actually tithe regularly. And it's almost reminds me of that story of Evan. It's like, well, I give to God and or I've I've given before or I I give, you know, from time to time and all that. But to understand what the tithe is, it means a tenth. And here's a scripture that really helps us fully and completely understand. Um, Go ahead. Put that scripture up. And it simply says this in Proverbs three, nine. It says honor God with what church with everything you own. And God doesn't say, you know, you have to give everything. He says, I want to, I want a tithe. I want a tenth of what you have. And I love this part. It says, give him the what? The first and the, we find that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Cain and Abel. Uh, it's just the whole idea of, all right, God, what do you want? Does God want to be treated as an afterthought? No, we don't give God the last and what's left over. We give him the first and we give him the best. Somebody say, amen. So nobody here today is, nobody is here today to uh, to beat anyone down or to, uh, to be the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. We don't do that here. We don't look at what our neighbor gives. We don't, the Bible says in Corinthians, we don't ask people to give under compulsion. We're not here to twist anybody's arms, but we are here to share God's word and to remind us and say, God, I know sometimes... I have given before in the past, but if 17% of America says I do it, and the truth is it's only three or 5%, then sometimes we're not on the same page with God's word and God himself. And we say, God, speak to our heart today. God, am am I doing it consistently the way you've called me to, or am I like Evan? I'm doing it, but not doing it all the way. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm good. I'm pleasing you, God. And God wants to challenge us today and say, do what I've called you to do. This is not what Thrive Church has come up with. This is not what the pastoral staff has come up with. God's word says that we're to give him everything and we're to give him the first and the best. How many of you guys believe that pleases the heart of God? The first and the best. The first and the best. So if you're missing it, like Evan did, just say, God, I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes, Lord... I miss it, but God, I'm hearing you today and I'm responding to you today, Lord. And I, want, I don't wanna say I'm doing something and not really do it. I wanna do what you call me to do. So let's pray, church, and ask God to bless as we give today. Lord, we thank you, God, for speaking to our hearts, God. Sometimes we think we're doing everything we need to do and, and, and we're, we're just obeying you, but we miss it from time to time. And when we do, God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you today for your word. We are your children, God, and you love us and when we do, when we don't we when we don't hit the mark god you help us and you remind us and you love us and you encourage us so today as we give we want to we want to look at everything in our life and we want to give you the first we want to give you the best because that's what you deserve lord today we just honor you as we give today we ask you to take what's given every every cent every penny we ask you god we ask you to to bless it we ask you to multiply and to use it for your kingdom in jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. Church, go ahead and take a moment and watch these announcements.
1: Boys and girls ages 4 to 14 are invited to the annual Thrive Church Soccer Camp July 25th through the 29th. Meet us at Karstens Park at 10 a.m. each day to sharpen your ball skills and sportsmanship. Everyone will receive a soccer camp t-shirt and lunch each day, and the best part is that it's free. Make sure you let us know you are coming by signing up at the Guest Center no later than July 24th. You're invited to Saturday Night Prayer here at TC. It's a great time of intercession for our families, our church, our nation, and anything concerning you. Every Saturday night at 5 p.m. Kids' summer activities continue with CIA, Christ in Action. Kids ages 10 and above are invited to come out for five days of fun and lifetime lessons, including how to pray, learning God's Word in a whole new way, and how to talk to friends about Jesus. CIA is August 1st through the 5th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Lunch is provided and we want your child to be there. Connect with Pastor Leonard and the Kids Church to sign up get unstuck and stay unstuck at recovery road you'll find support for dealing with life's toughest issues every tuesday and friday at 7 p.m take back what the enemy has stolen from you and find freedom in christ bring the whole family out from movie in the parking lot right here at thrive church july 29th at 6 30 p.m it's going to be one big night of fun including barbecue, snow cones, cotton candy, popcorn,
4: games, and prizes. Hope to see you there. Good morning and welcome to Thrive Church. Are you here to worship the Lord? All right, let's see. Let's praise the Lord. Amen? Come on. God bless you. Good to see you, Erica. I missed you last week. (laughs) I was hoping you were here last week. I was sharing some beautiful things I need to talk to you after service and tell you some beautiful stories of the little boy you support in Ethiopia. Um, I just am grateful for all of you that are here this morning. My name's Teresa. This is Pastor Bo. And if you are here for the very first time, can you wave at me or just kind of give me a little high five? Yes, God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm just checking over the auditorium. Right here. God bless you. This morning at the end of today's service, um, we'd love to give you a gift. And uh, there's beautiful gifts in there as well as some beautiful baked goods in there as well. So make sure you stop by. Just tell them you're visiting. And they'll give you a sack full of all kinds of goodies. We'd love to meet you personally and uh, get to know you a little better. Pastor Bo and I are grateful that you're all here today. What are you thinking? What are you looking at? Pastor Bo is my husband, by the way, and he was looking at me kind of funny. <laughs> I have been married to him for a long time. I don't know. <laughs> he was looking at my foot, so I was making sure my my shoe was on or whatever.
5: Turn turn this on. Honey, I was praying, and I just was staring. I don't know, but you you look fantastic. Don't you look good? Were you Everybody? praying for me? Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I want to welcome you, and I pray that you'll feel the presence of Almighty God. I always give you a quick word before we enter into uh, our service where you receive the Word of God. And the Lord has been uh, talking to me quite a bit this week. Amen. I've been dealing with a, uh, quite a few... Um, health issues with my parents and in and out of the hospitals and the emergency rooms and I had a 911 visit this week and I've lost in the even in the meantime I've lost a, a pair of glasses in one of those emergency rooms the doctors and the nurses are enjoying my glasses so I had to run out to try to find glasses I feel like I've lost my mind and if I hear PPO HMO PO, whatever one more time and all the benefit oh this this hospital you're not under this network you all are you're just like the first service I'm just gonna say to you you're all doing this so you must have been there and bought the t-shirt You've all been through it before, right? Oh, you're not covered in this one and you gotta go to that one and then you gotta get in an ambulance and go to this one and oh wait, that doctor's not in network and now you gotta I'm like, Oh uh, it's chaos. It's chaos. Huh? huh Betsy. I'm I'm texting Betsy. What do I do? These guys are crazy, all of these guys. And they're like, Well, he doesn't have any benefits at this one. He has to go to this hospital but in order to go to that hospital he has to go through the whole thing again and then he has to go through this doctor and go through the whole chain of command and it could be like a year you know and it's just crazy to try to figure out what your benefits are for whatever it is that you're paying for and you're all paying way too much right we're all paying way too much for the benefits of being pushed around and kind of made to feel like we're this big, like we don't know what we're talking about. And I I was sitting in one of the rooms after I'd lost my glasses and everything else, and God began to speak to my heart from Psalms 103. And let me read it to you. If you're wondering what your benefits are in serving the Lord, here it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Would you like to know what God's benefits are towards you and towards me? It says, who forgives all your iniquities. All of them. You're like, oh, I'm really bad. It doesn't matter. All of them all of them. He forgives them who heals all of your diseases. It doesn't matter what the doctors have diagnosed you with. God can touch your body and heal you. He sent his word and healed us of every disease and every infirmity. And this one's awesome. He redeems your life from destruction. You were all headed to destruction. You were all headed to a devil's hell. And God bought you back. When you were at your worst, God bought you back with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? Good news. And he he crowns you with loving kindness. Every one of you want to be loved. But my God loves you unconditionally. Everybody else in your life usually has a condition. You can fail them. You can disappoint them. But with God, his love is unconditional. Praise God. And then the best part is in verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things. God satisfies. The world does not satisfy. The world leaves you empty. But my God satisfies. So you want to know your benefits? read Psalm 103 over your life all this week and understand that there's nothing in there that God cannot do for you. Amen. God bless you.
6: Stand up, young man. Yes, sir.
5: Yes, sir. These are my well, bosses, everybody.
6: <laughs> the, guys, I, we just wanted to honor them. They put themselves aside so many times. Mm-hmm. Last week, and the week before, and the month before, their birthdays came and they passed. In our family, we believe the birthday lasts a whole month. So for us, it's still fresh. But. <laughs> so, She likes that. March comes? Yeah, it's it's her birthday all month. But we want to celebrate our pastors and what they do for our church and how they set themselves aside. And they're always just, they're on the go, honestly. And last week, it, it went by so fast. Everybody's excited to talk about Ethiopia. And guess what we did? We talked about Ethiopia. But nobody forgot about our dear Mama T, Pastor Bo, Back in what? June. It was June. Yeah. June, I'm guys. Can we sing "Happy Birthday" to them? I want to do this. I don't have a great voice, but. All right, everybody. If we can do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Thank you, everybody. To you. Happy
5: Thank, you, everybody. To you.
6: Thank you.
7: Happy birthday.
8: Happy birthday
6: to you. And I just had a, a, a quick verse I wanted to read for, for both of them. Thank if you I could everybody. Do that real.
5: Thank you everybody so much. Here's your cards. If
6: I could read this verse. Yeah, go ahead. So it's it's first Timothy three, one through seven, and it says Here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task, which your pastors have done. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self control respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle. Man, I'm describing some powerful, powerful words here to the, this, this couple. Not given to drunkenness, sorry not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family and how to take care of God's church, he must not be a recent convert or he he may become conceited or fall under the same judgment. Sorry, I'm, I'm... he must also have a good reputation with outsiders, so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. When I read that, I I I look at our pastors, and you know they live up to a standard, a godly standard. You know that you know many people. It, it takes a lot to stand up the stage and do what they do weekly, yearly. Thank you. sir. So we just want to acknowledge them and say that they are they are special to us. That they're special to our families. And Thank the you. board. So Thank we love you guys. you guys. I love you. Love bless you. Guys.
7: And, and I, just, I just wanted to um, bless Pastor Bo and Teresa with a prayer over you. So, dear Heavenly Father, here are your children of Thrive Church. Thank you so much for this time and opportunity to acknowledge and celebrate and praise our pastors. And we just thank you for the birthday that they are celebrating, and the day that they were born. And you have given us so much through them. And I just ask and thank you in advance for the increase that they will see, not just this day, but this month, this year. just let it rain down on them and their families and the church their ministries we have so much to be thankful for and all gratitude in Jesus name amen
5: thank you thank you these uh, uh, three are uh, board members and uh, we're just uh, we yield to them we listen to them they give me a lot of wisdom there's actually more of them board members, uh, but we're just, uh, they're servants of the Lord. Everyone stand up, please, with me, let's get right into the word. I um, I don't have a lot to say this morning, but what I got, have to say, I believe it's from the Lord, I've, I've prayed over it. Hey, before we go any farther, look at someone close to you and just say, take out the trash. I had to do that. Come on, turn to someone else and say, whoa, it looks like you've been working out. Hey, did you tell, did you tell someone that looks like they've been working out? It didn't sound like it. Come on, do it one more time. Find someone else. Say, whoa, it looks like you've been working out, man. Come on, do it, do it, do it you're going to feel good some of you are just staring at me don't stare at me, do it because you're going to feel good just telling somebody that and guess what they're, the people you tell that to going to feel really good too they're going to feel like yeah really, alright hey I'm Pastor Bo I'm glad you're here and uh, I'm just thankful for everybody that's in the house today I believe God has a word for us today so I want you to get your Bibles right now get them in your hand if it's on your phone or how, uh, however you read the Word, but make sure you bring something to look at the Word of God when you come to church. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Isn't it good to be together, everybody? I said, Isn't it feel wonderful to be together? Just to be in the house of God. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't just ignore me, but I'm just I'm enjoying myself just telling Jesus I love him. Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise you. Someone help me out now. Lord, we worship you. We love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, Lord. God, you're so worthy of my praise, Lord. Oh God, you're worthy. Oh, God, you're worthy. Fill this place, Lord, with your love. Fill this place, God, with your presence. Fill our cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. And I love you. Come on someone, help me. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Father God. I love you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Didn't that feel good, everybody? I know Pastor Jake and Jill led us in worship, but I just had to do that now. Put your hands together and really tell Jesus we love Him today come on, amen come on put a shout to it everybody come on, put a shout to it come on everybody Lord, we love you come on everybody give God praise in the house give Him high praise give Him high praise everybody come on, tell Him you you love thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit for being in this place Uh, Give someone a high five and you may be seated. Yeah. We want to go to 2 Peter 3, uh, 9, 2 Peter 3, 9. Here's a, uh, because I didn't, couldn't come up with a better title. Jesus is not willing. Jesus is not willing. What's Jesus not willing to do? And I was in my office and I had been praying about this and, um, And we're going to get our answer in 2 Peter 3 9. I'm just so glad that God loves you. And He loves me. And I just don't want to say this because it's a quote, and people say this He loves you too much to leave you as you are. He loves you too much to leave you like you are. I'm so grateful. Desiree, I'm so grateful God is not done with you, honey, and he's not done with Bo. Turn to someone and say, God's not done with you. Yeah. Now, I really want you to look down the aisle because y'all know who's on your aisle. Because, but look at the rascal. You know that really needs to say, God's not done with you yet. Come on, lean over. Look down the aisle and say, God's not done with you. <laughs> I love that back row. They just shout, they just shout back there, you know, love it. Second Peter 3: nine says, "The Lord is not slacking, slacking. In other words, slow, late, or even delaying. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. What promise have you been standing on lately? What promise from God's word have you been standing on? I hope every one of you have got a scripture you're memorizing. In fact, this scripture, can I encourage all of Thrive Church, the family, that you'll take this scripture and memorize this scripture. Because it will just push you. It will push you to be a better believer, better Christian, and really be someone that really is concerned about people's salvation. People's soul. Where they're going to spend eternity. I hope, you, I hope Thrive Church, you're concerned about where people are going to spend eternity. Yes, yes. Your family. And God's been laying on my heart a lot this week. Is if, if, let, let me ask you, if everybody in this room, can I just give you something from my heart? I just wonder at times if, if, if every one of us, if the Lord came right now. Or if you took your last breath right now, where would you spend eternity? I, I just I want uh, like a like a holy just God to hit us all. If you were to take your last breath, where would you spend eternity? Where? Because I, I and I say this in all respect to you and 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 to god and to the holy spirit i get concerned about that as a as a pastor if if life was taken out of you if the breath that you breathe that that we just thank god for the air we breathe but if it was taken from you where would you spend eternity and i pray and and i appreciate that but i'm asking this all I can go to everybody and say, do you believe in God? Oh, I believe in God. But are you saved? Just like Jay gave us some statistics. And those that are watching, Jay gave us some statistics of people who tithe. Christians. And it's so small. Do you realize that if every Christian in America tithe, what America, what we could do as believers in, in the world... We could help small churches build new buildings debt free. We could, what bothers me, and it does continually, is we're in Federal Heights, and when I see people sleeping on the grass, and I just wonder, I just wish that I had the ability to buy a big building and not listen to politics and regulations. But just throw a bunch of cots in there and just give people a place to sleep. you know, you know i don 't know just stay with me as I get through this i'm I'm really getting through what it's but it's a promise prom, what promises have you been standing on? What scripture is your life based on right now and and it 's full of scriptures for us, and this one scripture has been just eating at me uh, this week. This one right here. But But let me get back to this. I just wish I had enough money just to buy a building. When I pulled into the parking lot today, I saw a young man sleeping on our grass in a sleeping bag. And I just wanted to take him and put him in a building, give him some oatmeal, give him something in his stomach, and just let him take a shower and say, you know what? If you need to come back tonight, come back. There'll be a place for you to sleep. And not even question, Jake, why he's in that condition. Don't even question why he's there, but just love him. And give him a place to sleep. And these are the things that I deal with constantly. But I look at the word of God and I, I'm thinking we need to be concerned about our own salvation where we are. And I, be, and I know all of you are safe. I just If if something happened to us I believe we'd all go up. But I'm just wondering where we are today with God and the promises of God. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some count slackness but is long suffering. Everyone say long suffering. And as I read that I thought what that means, it means patient. In fact, as I studied it, it means extraordinary patience. How God is very patient with you. God is patient with we as believers. And it goes on, and, and I, wrote, I even wrote down lovingly patient. Some of you are so impatient, you can't wait for this service to be over. And we just started but it goes towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, may allow me to read it out of the Message Bible, John. It says, God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself. And I read that and I thought, and I had to look at my own life, how many times I restrain myself from being Impatient. Is it hitting home with anybody? Are you following me? How he's restraining himself. God is restraining himself from coming back. God is restraining. Have you ever been impatient with somebody? Everybody? And you just how many are impatient in the room? You you just feel it sometimes. Just like right now, get on with the Pastor Bo.
3: He's
5: restraining it. Why? On account of you, he says in the message bible, someone read that again god isn 't late with his promise as some measure lateness. See some people used to believe in the rapture they don 't believe it anymore because they think well he uh, he should have already came, so now i don 't think he 's coming anymore, so i 'm just going to just live my life, however I want to live, and I guess he'll take me when he 's ready. It says he isn 't late in his promise as some call lateness, he is restraining himself on the account of you when i read that i thought god is it me is it the church you're holding back because we're not all ready to go is it the people in our community is that young boy that's sleeping in is sleeping back holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost he's given everyone space now check this out it isn't up on the, it's not up on the screen because i wanted to read it to you He's giving everyone space and time to change. And I'm just thinking of how many of us. Everyone clap. Come on, everyone just get it over with. It's talking to you. The scripture's talking to you. Don't try to, well, he's waiting for the world to get saved. And he is. And he's waiting for your family. And that's why the scripture is so important to me, Jill. It's because I'm, I, he's patient. He's holding back, not coming back. Because the scripture says he's coming back. He's holding back, coming, because he's waiting for my family to get saved. But honestly, it spoke to me. And it said he's waiting for Pastor Bo to get where I need to be. To, to the level of faith that he's wanting me to be in. To ha- keep dreaming and believing that God can reach a city. Come on, please, someone say amen. I said that this morning, and guess what happened? True story. The young boy that was sleeping out underneath that tree in a sleeping bag, John, he came walking in the building. Now don't clap yet. And then there was—he was carrying in a drink, and and our head usher caught him at the door because we don't bring Starbucks into this place. Like it or not. So he was carrying a drink in and the head usher stopped him and it told him he could bring it in. I go, oh, not him, man. You know, can we just bend it a little bit? <laughs> he come walking in and he, he, he walked out and I said to the head usher, make sure that young man comes back in. Amen. And he sat through the whole service. Amen. And when we gave an altar call, that young man stood to his feet. Now clap right now. Okay. A little girl after her father's funeral asked the mom, where's daddy? Mama, where's daddy? And the mother said, "Daddy is in heaven, baby. The little girl said, will we ever see him again, mama? Will we ever see daddy again? The mama said, yes, we will go there one day. And the little girl left, and, and uh, after a while, she went into her room, and after a while, she came back, and she had her suitcase, and it was full of clothes. And the mama says, baby, what are you doing? She said this, if we're going to be with daddy, I thought we ought to get ready. And I wonder how many of us are ready right now. We're just ready. We're ready to see Jesus. We're ready. Even though we're going through a lot, every one of us are going through things. Every one of us are facing things. We're facing situations, times. I appreciate Pastor Jay getting up while I was gone. He talked about abortion. The, the, what is it? The Wade versus, what is it? Roe versus Wade. Is that right? And he got up and he shared about it. And there was kickback. And I heard about it. I heard about things that he had said and there was kickback. And I thought to myself, it's sad that in the church, there's division in the church. We may not do it the way you think we should do it. But we're trying to do it the best way we know how. When he talked about, and we're going to talk more about that. We let politics into the building. We're divided in politics, which we as believers should be one. When it comes to spiritual principles, we should be standing together. Yet we have the attitude, you're not going to tell me how I'm going to treat my body. But yet biblically, God tells us how we should stand, every one of us, for abortion. Yet we fight each other in politics, John, and in other here, here's what I see in the church. We get saved, and, but we don't leave the, how we used to be outside the walls. We don't die to ourselves. We bring it into the church. We bring our old thinking into the church. We bring our old ways into the church, and we get an attitude, it's just the way I am. But I want you to know, God is not slacking concerning His promises, but He's holding back, waiting for every one of us to change, to accept Christ, and to walk like a Christian and live like a Christian. Are you ready for the Lord to come? Are you ready to take your last breath? I struggled with this when I walked in this morning because I knew I was going to look every one of you in the eyes. My heart as a pastor is to make sure. My responsibility is to prepare you for heaven. To prepare you for ministry. To challenge you to be a better person. That you would be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To change, to be like Christ. Are you with me this morning, my family? On Tuesday morning. On Tuesday morning when I... um, Got to the office, I got a phone call. And the phone call was that a friend of mine that has been an usher here that has served. But since COVID, he hasn't been back. It's all right. All right, I love him. And uh, some people are still not ready to come back. They're kind of comfortable watching this on TV or on their phones. So... I got a phone call, Andy woke up and he's, usually he gets up and makes his wife breakfast. Ladies, how many of you are married that just love it when your husband makes your breakfast? Why are you so quiet? (laughs) What happened there? I don't know what happened there. You know, (laughs) guys, do you enjoy when your wives make your breakfast? I was expecting the women to go, yeah,
3: Pastor Paul, my God, yes.
5: Maybe you don't know how to cook. I don't know. (laughs) But usually Andy gets up and makes his wife breakfast. Amazing. He takes, you know, he just gets up and he's just a good, good man. But he woke up and he sat in a chair and he was just grabbing his chest like this. And Elsie looked at him and she says, honey, what's wrong? And he said, I'm not feeling well. I'm not doing well. And she says, "Get up, I'm taking you to the hospital." And now what does usually men say when their wives say, "Go to the doctor or you're going to the hospital, John?" No, I'm all right. <sighs> Come on, men, am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'll get through it. <laughs> I'm Superman, you know. And Andy fought it a little bit. But she got him in the car and she drove him to North, uh, North Suburban. When he got there, as soon as they got him in the building, he had a heart attack. When I, I rushed to the hospital to see him, they had already done a procedure on him, John. I'm saying this. You never know, sir. You never know when it's going to be the last day you're going to take a breath. And God is. He's waiting for us to make sure we're ready for heaven. And, he, and he, they did a procedure on him. And, he, and when I was able to go into sin, they had already done a procedure on him. There was a, And I believe I'm, what I'm telling you is right. It was almost all, everything, there was 100% blockage. And so they, they were able to do a procedure on Andy. When I walked in, he must have got up. Cheryl, he clean shaved because when I walked in, he looked like he was just there getting just looked at. But he had already had a procedure. And Andy's preparing himself right now. And Jake knows, all the pastors know, that they're getting ready to do open heart surgery on him. But the reason I tell you this, we go through life and everything is good. Andy serves his community. Everybody knows knows Andy in his neighborhood. And he's the one that goes around and serves the people in the community. But yet he didn't know that that day could have been his last day. And God is just holding back everybody to make sure you are ready for heaven. Can I just say to you today, I want to make sure everybody in this building is ready if you are to take your last breath and step into eternity. How many times, Pastor Bo, is heaven mentioned in the bible how many times i looked it up and it, it different translations you're going to get different numbers but over 600 times heaven is mentioned in the bible isn't that wonderful christians you know you have to clap isn't it wonderful amen yeah you know that, that six over 620 times you will find where there's heaven i believe there's a heaven I believe that when Pastor Bo takes his last breath, I'm gonna, I, I get to go to heaven and you get to go to heaven. And when I go in, can I tell you, I'm going to get the chicken dance going all the way through. Amen. I may even do the turkey dance. I don't know what I'm going to do. All I know is I, I know there's, a, there's heaven to gain. But I, I looked in the Bible how many times hell is mentioned. Over 160 times. Hell is mentioned in the scripture. And I don't know what flock you came from, but in this place, we're gonna preach about heaven and hell. And there is a there is hell, a living hell, that Pastor Bo does not want one of the flock, not even the anyone in the city, to go to hell. Do you understand? Jesus Himself spoke about heaven seventy, about hell seventy times. He spoke about hell seventy times. So I know there's a true place. There is a place, but God is God is holding back and waiting for every one of us to come to know Christ as their personal Savior. So you know what Jesus is not willing to do? He's not willing that any should perish. But can I step on the other side? What is Jesus willing to do for us? What is Christ willing to do? Go to Mark chapter 1. And we'll read something to you that is really beautiful. That we see what Jesus is willing to do. Mark chapter 1 verse 40. They're going to put it up on the screen. A man with leprosy came to him. Now if you know, uh, you've been taught many times that someone in leprosy in the times of Christ, that they were outcasts. They, they were not welcomed in the community. They had to stay away. In fact, they had to scream uh, uh, that they were unclean and unclean. And he lived a lonely life, and God knew that. Can I just say there's people in this building, even though you're here in this building, you're very lonely. And you feel like an outcast. Because of things you've done in your life, you feel like you're not worthy to be in the presence of God but just like this leprosy, I want to tell you, and you need to hear from Pastor Bowen, I love God with all my heart, and the Spirit of God is inside of me. I want you to know you're welcome in this place. God welcome you, and God loves you. Now With leprosy came and knelt, and I love this, he knelt in front of Jesus. You know what I see there? Humility. Everyone say humility. I pray you're humble. And regardless of where you are in life, my Bible says That if you'll humble yourselves in the presence of God, He will lift you up in due time. I love a humble heart. I love people that are willing to humble themselves and say, you know, I was wrong. Pride listen, pride becomes or pride goes before a fall. I want you to check your heart out today. I don't I don't know why I'm saying all this, but I'm gonna say this. I want you to check. Are you prideful? Are you prideful? Are you somebody that is, you you can't say, I'm sorry, I did wrong. Marriages are are destroyed. Relationships are destroyed because you're not willing to say, I'm sorry. I don't know where I need to go right now, but I'm going to go this way. So we're hearing the story about a leper coming to Jesus. He humbled himself and he knelt before God. When I came into the building, I'll finish this story. When I came into the building, I was listening to Pastor Mike, what he was saying. I listened to Pastor Jake, what he was saying. Uh, Can you put that picture up of of that little girl? Could you put that? I love that. Pastor Jake, I know we're going to switch here. Put that up. I love this, everybody. If you didn't take a picture of this, you need to take a picture of this and send it to somebody. And you need to say to them underneath, You better on Sunday, you better put your praise on. But I saw this, and I thought to myself, how innocent that is, and how beautiful that is. Then I heard Teresa get up, and she began to share of that scripture in Psalms 103. Do you remember she read that? And she read, uh, I believe, Psalms 103, verse one, uh, 1 through 3. And you didn't know this. She didn't know it. But I read that verse before I came out here into the, into the first service. I read that and I thought, "Lord, speak to me." You're already speaking to me. And when people come to me and they say, "Oh, the Lord doesn't speak to me," I question their salvation. Just so you know, because God screams and the Holy Spirit screams at me, and I just try to keep up with Him. He speaks constantly to His children. I got to amen myself because that was amen, amen, brother Bo. Thank you, brother Bo. I appreciate that. Now, we're taking a break from Mark, okay? But he he knelt down. What humility. He was in need, just like most of us are in need today. Because we want to make sure we're ready for heaven. We want to make sure that if we take our last breath, we're ready for heaven. But I, I read Psalms 103, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who forgives... Look at it, verse 3, who forgives all of your what? Sins. I said, God, why did you lead me here to this verse? Why did you? And I, I thought to myself, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The best person in this building still sins. The most amazing Christian in this building still sins. We still fall short of the glory of God. Everybody follow me? And I looked at that, Joe, and what it said to me, that God forgives sin everyone. Everyone that goes to God and asks Him to forgive them of their sin, God forgives them of their sins. And I thought of how many people, just like this leper, went to the Lord. He knelt down In he was humble before God. He knelt down even though he knew he shouldn't have been there. Some of you feel so uh, like, I don't know if I belong here or not. You belong here because God drew you here. He knelt before the Lord being humble and, he, and, and then he gave him his need. Jesus knew what he needed. He didn't have to say anything. Jesus knew where he was just like the Lord knows where you are today. Can I ask you a question today? Are you living in sin? Are you living in guilt? Are you living in condemnation for your past? And you can't get past your past. God can't take you into your future until you get past your past. Some of you are hung up in your past because you won't let it go. Jesus said, God says in Psalms 103, Teresa read it to you. He forgives all sins, everyone, everyone say everyone, not, he doesn't, he doesn't look at you and say, well, no, I'll, I'll never forgive you of that, some of you are so ashamed of who you, you, who you are even right now, and what you've done. Can I just ask you today that and I'm saying this with all my heart the best way I know how and I'm doing it the only way I know how if you're living in sin right now and you're and you're just tired of living in your sin would you stand to your feet because God wants you to be bold enough to just like this guy that's that was in leprosy said I'm I'm just done I'm tired of living in this I just want you to stand and say I, God I'm I'm ready to let go of my past I'm ready just to surrender finally to you Come on, everybody, yeah, do it right now, come on. Because my heart goes out to these people. Remain standing. And we're going to do something else in just a moment. But some of you have, understand, You stay standing, please, just for a moment. Remember what I said earlier, you've brought, you, you wanted Jesus, you gave your heart to the Lord, but you brought your past into the church. Your nasty old attitude. You say, what? And you think it's all right. You, you think all you've done is you're putting like a band-aid on a, on a cancer. You're saying, Jesus is a band I'm just going to put it on me and I'm going to call myself a Christian. Do you know I ask so many people, are you a Christian? And they say, yeah, I'm a Christian. But their life hasn't changed. Nor their attitude, the words that come out of their mouth. And you just push one button, John, and that old nasty self comes out. My Bible says that, listen, he's holding back from coming so that, listen, you'll get saved. But it went on to say what? So you'll change. Amen. See, I believe that this, I'm old school here, right? Remember the old song, changed in the twinkling of an eye. Change in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised. Changed. So there's going to be a day that Christians are going to be changed. But in the meantime, he's trying to change you for that day of the rapture of the church. Okay, all right. Stay with me. God wants to change us. And some of you are stuck. You've come into the building. You said you're a Christian, but you're still stuck with those nasty habits you had in the past. And you f- today, would you do me a favor and say, I'm done with my old nasty self. I don't know how else to say that. I hear a lot of mumbling. Why are you mumbling out there? I'm just done with my old nasty self. Do you know God has so much in store for you, baby? For every one of us. But we're so stuck on our old person. You've even said, it's okay for me to live like hell and make it to heaven. That's a lie. It's time to take the hell out and put the heaven in. One more time, I'm going to ask you. You need to be forgiven. That scripture says. Actually, you can read it in different translations. You'll say, forgive all of our iniquities. But when it comes down to it, it's sin. I'm going to count to three one more time. And if you need to stand and have Jesus come in and change your life, I want you to stand. One, two, three. Stand on your feet if you're not already standing. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to. Can I just paraphrase this real quick? When that boy, when that man knelt down and he and he asked Jesus if you're willing you can heal me. Jesus said, "I am willing." I am willing. Jill, Jesus is willing to heal you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to change you, but you got to be willing to ch- change. You got to say, "Lord, I'm ready." I'm so glad when that lady right there and I gave our hearts to God in 1976 we were done with our old self I had jealousy in me You wouldn't. I can't even get into that jealousy had anger someone just John hit the my, I don't know why the guy did it he touched my car like that he was walking across the street and I think the devil was trying to push my buttons but the guy just tapped the front of my car I just threw my car in park I got out and it was on like Donkey Kong I smacked that guy as hard as I could I get back in the car and the Holy Spirit was talking to me and the Holy Spirit's name was Teresa at that time she got into my business and I'm glad she did some of you need to let the Holy Spirit get in your business, you know, so that, because the devil's going to push your button this week, he's trying to bring out that old man that, before you come to the Lord, but here's the good news, so glad I let Jesus in completely, 100%, see some of you, I'm just going to beg you, give Jesus 30 days of your life and watch what he Because if you'll do that, you'll never want to go back to that other person. Did you just hear me? Give Jesus 30 days of your life. I mean just coming to church every time the doors are open. Raise your hand and you don't even understand it. But I'll do it because he's doing it. Because the Bible says do it. (laughs) Yeah, right, right? I'll sing that song. I don't understand it, but I'm going to sing it. Give Jesus 30 days of your life and watch what he does with it and in 30 days you're going to look yourself and you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say i don't even know who that is anymore because the lord is in my life and if you're standing to your feet i want you to come to this altar just do it just get here just come up here and everybody that's just come right now The rest of you stand. I got more I need to say, but I'm just done. Stand stand to your feet. Squeeze in here. I love that. There's no better place than kneeling at an altar. Some of you don't even understand why you're up here. Anthony, we don't. All we know is there's just someone pulling on us. We don't understand what that pulling is. I just want you to know that God loves you so much He doesn't want you to stay like you are because you're going to destroy your life. If you keep going the way you're going, you'll destroy who you are. And you are gonna destroy everything God's trying to bless you with. Your family, you'll destroy it because of your mouth, your anger, your temper, whatever it is. Your jealousy, what it, you're going to destroy it. And so many people blame God. Well, God, where were you? It's not God, it's you. And I can show you scriptures in the Bible where people get themselves into a mess and then they turn around. Well, where was God? God was there, but you were doing your own thing. Everybody okay with me still? And it's time to just surrender. Because you know he's there for you. Some of you just need to stop the way what you've been doing. Totally stop. And everything that you want to do to please yourself, you just need to stop and say, Lord, does this please you? God, does this please you? See, he that knows to do right and doesn't do it, it's sin, baby. Everybody still with me? Okay. And so let's bow our heads, right? I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're right here. Everybody say this prayer. Dear God, change me. Start with my heart. Change me. Come into my heart, Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my everything. I ask you today, Jesus, to hear my prayer. Come into my life completely. I surrender all to you. Thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life, for dying on Calvary, for me. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Fill me. Saturate me and change me. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen let's celebrate a little bit all right no one no one leave no one leave now as a pastor I just know what took place in your life because I've experienced it salvation and how powerful how powerful and how amazing what takes place in your life but I want to ask some people to come up here I, I just want to get your names. All right, I just want to get some names here. What, what is your name, baby? Amy? Amy, I just want you to know, I, Pastor Bo loves you, baby. Yes. So glad you're here today. All right, so glad. What's your name, baby? Yes. Antoinette? Good to see you. What's your, What's your name? What's your name? Angelo? What's your name, baby? Nadine. What's your name, honey? Ashley, Ashley have you been here before? Yes. Yeah, a lot. Has any of you been here that, uh, that are up here that's never been here before? Anybody's never been here before? You see, some of you, this is your first time to the altar. And I love that because I've learned in life that if I don't do it right the first time, I'm going to go back and try it again. See, if I don't cook beans right, pinto beans, listen, that's the only beans to cook. If I don't cook beans right the first time, I'm going to try it again. I got the brown. If I don't cook mashed potatoes right, you know, then I'm going to try it again for the white people. I want you to keep trying. Because God, listen, God never stops loving you. God never. Stop, stop working on, don't try to stop working on yourself. Because God never stops working on you. God will never stop talking to you and helping you and loving you. So don't stop, listen, working on you. He loves you too much to leave you where you are. Right now, there are people are going around handing you a booklet right now. That's important. Let me tell you why. When I got saved, it was in 1977, baby. And someone handed me a book and I filled out my name, okay? And they gave me a little button that says, I care. That's all it said. And I was so proud. It was at real. And I thought, it's kind of corny to be honest. But I, I wore that thing everywhere I went. And, and people were saying, what's that? I don't know, but I'm wearing it. <laughs> God cares about me, right? We care about you enough to give you that little booklet. Because inside of us, baby, is some things that can help you right now with what you need. To help you in your next step. And what I can do, what you can do for yourself. I want you to read that book. It's only like five or six points that you can read. You can get it through it in, in a half an hour. But I want you to read it. Also in that little booklet, it's a little thing that you can fill out. I want you to fill it out. You know why? Because we want to pray for you. That you'll become the person that you really want to be. Not who I want you to be. Who you want to be. And who God wants you to be. That's important. Because I want you to be, listen, I want you to be all that God has called you to be. Now, this morning, I love you. And I'm going to do one more thing. And I don't know if if you'll do this. But I want one more person to pray for you before you walk out that door. Listen, it's not even lunchtime yet. How about just two more minutes. Just two more minutes. I want you to go into that little room right there. And I want people to pray for you and connect with you. So one more time. Will you folks out there, would you clap for these beautiful? And I want you to follow those guys. Every one of you. Just go that way. Just move that way. All right? And then I'm going to close in a word of prayer. Yeah. So just everybody go that way. Just move on that way, please. Everybody go. Yeah, God bless you for doing that. Everybody look at me. I love you so much. I love you more. I didn't preach my sermon today. I did my best to let the Holy Spirit speak to me and speak to you because I needed it. I needed this this morning. So I'm just, I just know every one of you that are here this morning is ready for heaven. Can we give God praise this morning for that? Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Put your hands together. So let's pray. I want to pray a, a blessing over you. Father, as we leave this building today, I thank you that it was good to be in the house of God. I thank you God you care for us I thank you God that you love us I thank you God that you moved in this house And you love people enough That God people are getting saved So many of them And we rejoice over that But now as we leave this place today I pray that you go with us Lord And that your presence goes with us And that we remind ourselves God Every day and every moment That we belong to you And God that we will act accordingly that will please you. God, we'll be, we will be Jesus-pleasers, God-pleasers, and not man-pleasers. So, Lord, bless our family, Thrive Church. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming today. I love you, family.
3: Worthy is the letter Dreams is all
8: Believe we've come this far and it feels just like getting started. Somehow we're still running like those kids back then. Kids back then, scrape some knees and falling down, but somehow we keep getting back up. Long as there is wonder, gonna keep running. Yeah, we'll keep running. In this moment, it's electric. Can you see it? Can you feel it? The stream inside is still alive today. Yeah, we're on our way.